and welcome to the first episode of The American Dream in the Eyes of Immigrants. My name is Heidi De La Cruz and I am your host. Um, Just want to give you guys a few warning. Um, Since this is the first episode, this was the first time I was, um, you know, trying to record and everything. So the beginning, you will hear me and my guest, Carla, which is also my cousin. You will hear us like, hey, can you hear me? Can you hear me? No, can I hear you now? So we're trying to like navigate the whole thing. And I had originally said that I was going to edit it. But after I was listening back to it, it was so funny. And I thought you guys would enjoy a little laugh. Um, so I, I did keep it. Um, but also, I just want to say this episode is in English. Um, some of my future episodes may be strictly in Spanish or Spanglish, and I will let you guys know. Um, but this one is in English, and I hope you guys enjoy my first episode. Here is my talk about um, the difference between the school systems in Dominican Republic and in the United States. Enjoy! Hello? Hello? Wait, I can't hear you. Oh no, why? Hello? Hold on. Hello. It's me. Hello? Karma. Hello? Okay. I can hear you now. Hold on. Let me see. Let me just try something. Hold on. Okay. I can hear you. Are you going to edit this? No. Hello. Can you hear me? Okay. Now I can. But when I connect my, my mic, the mic that I have, I can't hear you. Why? I don't know, but you can, can you hear me when I talk? Hold on. Yeah, I can hear you regardless. I just hear the, oh, no. You can hear me, but, oh, no. Hey, come on. Hold on. Okay. Good thing I'm trying this out with you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What? No, disculpame. (laughs) What a feel. No way, we can't. We can't. (laughs) Your episode. Okay, hold on. Can I do? No, stop. Now it's ticket processing transitions. You can't do create an episode. They don't have here, like, record for friends like they do on the phone. Oh no. Start recording now, Library. Bueno, I guess we'll just have to do it like this. Oh, I was so excited to use my microphone. Anda, y entonces? No, I guess. I mean, I could get my headphones and then just do from the headphones, but I wanted to use my microphone. But then I can't ah. hear you because of the microphone. That's Ay, the thing. Yeah, okay, well. well, then, I guess we'll get started. I just have to edit the first two minutes and 42 seconds of it. 
Well, um, thank you for having me. Well, thank you for being my first guest. This is exciting. Of course. I'm so excited. All right. Well, um, let me get my questions here. There we go. And get started talking about your um, experience here in the United States and then your experience in DR and comparing the both. Awesome. Do you Are you going to ask me stuff? I feel like you <laughs> could ask me so that I can... <laughs> I sent you the questions beforehand. I know you did, but I feel like it's going to be more natural or like fluent. <laughs> well, I already, I already messed up the first episode completely. So. Oh, Lord. It's okay. All right. Um, Wait, did I not send this to you? Oh, my God. I responded and everything. No, no, you didn't have. No, 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 you didn't have to answer the questions before. No, I know, but I I wanted to, so that I could remember what I was gonna say. Oh, it's in the (laughs) drafts. We're good. We're good. (laughs) This is the best first podcast episode ever. Are you keeping all this? (laughs) Should I or should I like edit all this out? I think you should edit a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) But this is authentic. This is us. This is amazing. You know, that that is true. That is so true. <laughs> All right. So what, let's get started. Okay. What is your first memory of the United States? So my first memory of living in the States, um, I will say, and I thought, I didn't think long and hard of it, but like, this is like the first, um, this is the first thing that came to mind. Um, and it was my, when my grandfather, uh, he used to walk into school, like on snowy days, I was um, almost seven. So first, um, I guess I have to clarify, um, that I lived in New York for a little bit when my mom was pregnant with my sister and then we would move back to the ER and then, um, I lived in Michigan for part of my childhood, so we were all over the place um, <laughs> for reasons that I can't even get into. But <laughs> we were oh, you don't have to. We you don't have to talk. We were literally all over the place. But um, yeah, I mean, I remember when my sister was born. We lived in New York for about six months or so, and I got enrolled in the school. Um, and he used to walk me to school and it was so cold and I used to like beg not to go to school because it, to me, it was a little bit not traumatizing, but it was so different. Um, and I feel like that's, that was like the first memory that I have that I was like, Oh my God, like, I I don't want to be here. Um, Mm -hmm. because the school had, it was a huge school compared to the little school I was in and, um, they used to make us like have breakfast super fast. Like everything was on a schedule. And I don't know if it was because I was so little that everything seemed so much worse than maybe what it was. Mm. <laughs> okay. But um, I I remember like I used to have to like rush to eat and I used to like hate that feeling. And then I would go home and tell my mom like, oh, they're making me throw away my food because literally like whatever food you didn't eat, like you would have to like, you know, get rid of it. Mm-hmm. So that to me was a shocker, and I was just like, "Oh no, I can't do this." <laughs> <So>. <laughs> at seven, <years. laughs> at, right at six, almost seven. 
So it goes to show you, your kids remember stuff. So Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, you actually answered my next question. My next question was, like, how old were you, like, when you, like, the first memory, like, when you had the first memory of the U.S., mm -hmm. but you said six, almost seven. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's funny because, like, the other years that I actually did go to school here in the U.S., and, um, like, the Michigan schools compared to that one, like, little or, or like small I guess or short is the word uh New York experience it was so different because it was a lot it was a smaller school and it was closer you know it was a little bit closer to my house um we still had to walk in the snow <laughs> um um and it was still my grandfather taking me to school but um it was a lot it felt a lot homier or like a lot more uh secure and um yeah it just felt a lot more secure like the the vibe in the school in the other little school I was in so Aww. so yeah. what what school years did you do here in the United States and then what school years did you do in DR so in here well I'll start in DR so in DR I did I started when I was three years old um, I guess it's like before pre-K. I don't even know if there's a word for it, but um, I think that's like, that's what they consider pre-K. Um, so I did like from pre-K all the way to like second grade. And then third grade, I honestly don't remember where I was. And then from fourth grade to eighth grade, I was in Michigan um and I think there was a year in between that I was like half and half like one year in DR and then the other half like in Michigan and then when we moved like officially I did all of high school and then all of college in DR except for like uh, one semester that I did here but for the most part like I did most of my school years in DR so okay and so since you had, you know, both experiences here in, in DR, we keep saying DR, but it's Dominican Republic. Oh, um, yes. We should have already <laughs> said that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what country is that? DR, Dominican Republic. Um, how would you describe, like, the differences of, like, the school, dif um, like, the school system, um, yeah. the education, like, how would you describe the differences between the two countries? So the biggest difference um, is, and I'll I'll start with you know Dominican Republic and um, you know my experience there. Um, it's a lot more family oriented um, in the sense of like the rules and regulations that uh, most schools have, whether you go to a public school or a private school. Um, it's about the same, like. Everyone wears a uniform, regardless of what type of school you go to um, or what grade you're in. Um, like you can't, you know, randomly go to school however you want. Like that's a no-no. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, um, for example, like I used to take, and I'll kind of compare the two. Um, I used to take civic and religion class. Um you know, and maybe I'm translating this a little bit differently, but what is it in Spanish? Um, um, ay, Dios, eh, moral y cívica. 
moral it was like a moral and civics class mm. where basically they would teach you like manners and like the things you should do when you're in a crowd or like why you need to respect the flag or like why you need to respect your country so like things that you know you expect parents to teach their kids but it was almost like a reinforcement or like if you want to call it like a backup really Um, and then religion class um the school that I went to was um they were catholic so like obviously they would talk to us about the bible and the importance and we would pray I mean it was like it was completely different so like the two biggest things that I remember is like right before we started class we used to have to sing the national anthem so obviously we would tribute the flag um and then we used to have to pray like every day prior to class like uh, like the school was little so we were all out on the small um play area and then we used to have to do both of those things before going into class at the start of the day wow yeah i know and if you were late like guess what like you used to have to like wait and then you could go into class um, but you couldn't interrupt those two like main events I guess mm, okay and then in the U.S. Um, here it was like all the schools that I went to you had a lot more access to technology um, obviously like it's more focused like on the individual and like um creativity almost too like like for example like over there if I wanted to take another language like I didn't have that opportunity in school like I would have to that would be considered like an extracurricular um experience almost that your parents would have to pay for India yes Mm -hmm. like they would only teach us at least in my school like you couldn't choose which language you you wanted to learn like here in high school like you can choose from Portuguese uh, Spanish like French like over there they would only teach us like basic French and basic English like that was it in school at least so things like that like there's a lot of um, differences and you know um, those are like the biggest ones that I can point out there's more but obviously those are like the most anyone that has gone to school like outside of here and here that those are the biggest ones that they'll notice and tell you probably how was the like how was the schedule the school schedule in DR different from here because um from what I mean I went to school in DR but it was like I was four I think three or four so like I I barely remember. Um, I feel like it was like a half day though that I went to school. Um, mm-hmm. But from like stories that I hear, you know, from our family and stuff, it seems like school got out super early over there. It it did. So I used to get out, and I'm I'm talking to you about high school because it's the most recent memory of school. Because the yeah. years prior, I used to get out around the same time or a little bit earlier. But in high school, I used to be there from like seven fifty to like one thirty or like one twenty. So essentially, what they would do is 
you would have five classes a day and they would split it up between like the first half of um of class was between like eight and ten thirty and then like at ten thirty to like eleven you would have lunch time. It was like a really short lunch time. It was like half an hour and then the rest would be class like back to back. So yeah, it was it was it was different. Um the biggest thing too is that you would stay in with the same group of people throughout the whole year. So like as opposed to here where you have to travel to the classroom like over there, um you would have to like you would literally depending on the amount of students, they divide the class between like A, B and C. Mm -hmm. C is like when it's a really really big school um and you have more than you know 200 students and stuff but like per class we would have like 40 students per class or like 42 oh wow yeah it was a lot um and yeah essentially we would um we would share the classroom like the whole year so whoever you you started the school year with you would end the school year with the same people and the the um the teachers would swap between between rooms i've heard that before i can't remember where that it was like you stay in one classroom and then the teachers change the classrooms instead of the the students changing class correct correct you only change class when you're in in college that's the you know but besides Mm -hmm. that like you would stay in your homeroom yeah that's crazy i don't know why really i would probably be interested in like you know maybe digging a little bit deeper as to why that is but yeah i mean that reduces a lot of i guess drama too between the kids because they're not like you know like they don't have like that time in between the halls like you do here like you oh, got, yeah, no. you there know. was literally no hall time and i think yeah. that falls back into the whole like how uh, how schools are a bit controlling over there in that sense where like they're very um they focus a lot on like being like strict like okay like you have to follow the rules like this is not a playground like there's time for everything um one of the biggest things too that i remember now that we're thinking of like we're talking about this is like for example you couldn't like um they made up a rule when I was in high school where you couldn't have like too many um like you could you couldn't paint your nails a certain way like they would have to be painted like you know like a clear tone or like a tone that didn't really draw attention um you couldn't um what was it oh my goodness um oh my god I can't believe I forgot that you know like the little pandoras or like the little bracelets that girls Mm -hmm. wear there came a time where uh a lot of blade like a lot of like the um punk rock bracelets were in style oh yeah yeah. you remember that where it used to be like green orange like all these different colors and they used to be like almost like a rubbery plastic like you couldn't have those and like i don't know maybe my school was a little bit like absurd in that sense like they were a little bit extra but yeah like there was I I know there's a lot of schools that were like that 
I don't know. Now that you mentioned those bracelets, I don't know if this is true or not, but they had said that those bracelets, like the colors, like represented something sexual. Oh, they did? I think I vaguely remember hearing them. Yeah. So maybe that's why they they banned them, probably. But I don't know if it's true or not, if they they did, like, have a sexual representation. But that's what I had heard. Mm -hmm. But I do remember the period where they were very popular and everybody had some. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Um, did you guys for in high school, did you guys like do sports or like have like sports teams and like competitions like that? Like like here in the United States? Um, so that's another thing. Like anything that was like sports related, that was like again, like it was all extra. So like if you wanted to play a sport or if you wanted to um, be in a band or learn about music or whatever, like you had to um, go somewhere else to do that, like to another institute to learn that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, for example, the only um, we would have a gym like we had a gym class. And the cool thing about gym class is that it was um, the way that our school was set up. We had it um, outside. So we had like outside gym class, which was pretty cool. And um, we would have to, it would be like half and half, like half of the time we would be outside, like actually playing the sports. And then the other half, we would have to be in the classroom, like learning uh, the origin of the sport, like how it came about, like, you know, just history stuff. Um, So yeah, it was, that's how they did it, at least in my school. I know in other schools, like bilingual schools now, like they actually have. So the thing that, you know, I've seen that happened right after um, or even when I was in high school, there were certain schools um, that they were bilingual where they would um, their curriculum was very much like the u.s um curriculum so like Mm -hmm. your four main like spanish uh or literatura whatever you want to call it literature (laughs) literature math science and um i forgot the other one math science literature history and social studies it's called like naturaleza or something which i guess is like science Okay. So those four main, like your your main um, core, guess, class. core classes, they would have um, um, half in Spanish, half in English. Like if you went to a school like that, I don't know how they did it, but they did it. <laughs> like nice. they divide the class in English and Spanish, so so that um, students could learn like both, which is pretty interesting. Like, one of my cousins, he went to a bilingual school since he was little, and that's how that's how he was educated. Nice. That's pretty cool, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I'm you, it's, it's interesting. Um, like, the education over there is, is, is very different. <laughs> yeah. The one here. Do, would you say is better? Or just different? It's just different. Um, I feel like mm, you can't... 
if we had the same resources that the U.S. had, um, I feel like we could make a, a fair comparison as to quality. Um, mm. But because we don't, you can't really compare on the same level. Like to me, that's that would be comparing like apples to oranges, like two completely different realities, two completely different countries. Um, I will say um, that unlike here, I feel like here you are able to have access to better education regardless of like your social status. Like I might still be able to go to a private school here um, or like I might still be able to have a scholarship to a school that maybe my parents can afford or maybe you know my child will have access to certain things that um maybe i didn't but over there unless you have um you know you're you have some type of like good income like really poor people are still going to go to like public school um and Hmm, I guess I should explain. So the way that it works over there is if you're like poor, poor, right? Which probably not even a word, but if you're poor, there's a lot of like different social classes. So like if you're poor, all the poor kids go to either public school or they don't go to school. It's like one of the two, <laughs> um, as crazy as that sounds. And then when you're, you have like a little bit of a higher um, social class or like your parents can afford a little bit more then you would go to a some type of private school. But then if your parents have money, you would, you know, they can afford to have you in um, a bilingual school. Um, so it's, it's very much divided, just like all the social uh, classes are divided the same concept the same thing happens with education over there um at least that's my experience so that's i was gonna ask that because i had heard before someone had told me i think i was in dr when um we were talking about like the school system over there mm -hmm. and it was that um you don't go to a public school unless you're poor like you would normally go to you know a private school right so so in a sense, what you're saying is at least like the public schools here are essentially what private schools would be in DR. Essentially. Um, right. Like you have access to, um, you know, a, a better curriculum, uh, better teachers, like you have access to, to different um, topics that, you know, in, in a public school over there it's very the education is very poor gotcha mm -hmm. okay how would you say that you benefited from attending schools here and in dr mm, that's a good question i feel like it has given me a lot more a lot of skills in the sense of um, I feel like I can understand 
people from all different backgrounds. Okay. Um, and, and I can almost respect them a little bit more because I know at least a little bit of what they've had to go through, especially, okay. you know, having a family that was born into poverty and how they slowly made it out of that poverty and have been able to give their kids some type of, you know, possibility, like to have access to traveling to another country because that in itself is it's a big thing for um hispanics in general like for you to be able to buy a plane ticket um you know travel like go to disney world like go to a mall all these things are um for a lot of hispanics they don't have access to that like they don't have they don't you know they they barely have money to eat in their countries um mm-hmm. so for us to have that it's honestly it's a luxury and and it's a blessing that you know we're even here talking about this <laughs> like yeah. that yeah. I'm even able to compare that I've you know that I've been able to live um to live decently and safe in both countries because not a lot of people can can say that so yeah, it's just, it's really eye-opening, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that reminds me of um, this one uh, Sunday that our pastor was saying, like, he had asked the crowd, like, who has ever traveled outside of the United States? And, you know, you raise your hand, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, then you know that the United States is a rich country. Because as soon as you, like, you know, go to a different country, um, like, it's just different you know yeah like your basic like these people are like struggling to have their basic needs met Mm -hmm. and here we're struggling like the struggles are completely different the struggles here are okay i need money because i can't even afford a house like like if you think about it it's funny because in the like the essence of the struggles are the same like we're the way that we're struggling here is because most middle class people or low income families don't have enough money to pay rent. If you look at DR, low income families don't have money to eat. So mm-hmm. eating and, and living those like right there, those are your two basic human needs. So yeah. you can be in a developed country, but you could still be going through the same thing. So yeah you know people think oh no you live in the states you're good mm, well let, let's let's take a step back <laughs> yes let, yeah let's consider let's consider that real quick you have no idea how much i've heard that um just because that like that like we have family you know who are still back in dr and then we have a bunch of family here and then like the family in dr still think or thinks that the family here has so much money and it's like no no, no. <laughs> That's not correct. That is inaccurate. Yeah. Needless to say, I feel like, you know, can can we as Americans, right? Um, because we're we're we have both nationalities. At least me and you. I think you have both nationalities, right? Or you just have one. No. Regardless, your dad is American. I'm American. It is what it is. But like. (laughs) Us as, okay, us as um, 
you know, Hispanic Americans or whatever yeah. you want to call ourselves. Um, there's a lot of, there's a, you know, there's a lot of struggles that we share, but in our countries, it's felt a little bit more because mm -hmm. you, they don't, they don't have access to the same type of help. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they, they can't go to a church where maybe, you know, they'll, they'll get food for free. Um, there's no, like, let's say the food stamp system is, is a little bit more limited. Um, food is not that cheap. So, you know, it's kind of like, if you want to compare, yes, like here with a quote unquote decent paying job, you can do a lot more things because money goes a little bit further here. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you're still in the same boat. You're just, you know, you have, you have other luxuries that, you might not have in another country, but at yeah. the end of the day, that's what it is. Yeah. No, I hear you. And I do want to say that I do call myself Dominican American. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's why I'm like, I don't even know what to call you, but okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. But yeah, no, Dominican American, like, yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> did you experience any culture shocks while living here in the United States? Oh, yeah, girl. Everything was a culture shock to me. <laughs> Just everything, everything. From the moment you step foot in a um, in an airport, you're like, oh, my God, what is happening? Um, you know, I, I will tell you the structure here is a lot different, mm -hmm. um, at least in our country. Um, everything seems... Uh, <laughs> No, it doesn't seem. Everything is a bit uh, messier in the sense of like anything, like traffic. Um, mm -hmm. You need, I don't know, you need to renew your license. You need, I don't know, anything that you might need as a civilian is a lot more difficult than what it, sh it, it should be, is what I'm trying to get at. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that's that. That that was probably one of the biggest biggest things. How like over here everything seemed a lot more calmer. Like, oh, I I need this. Okay, you just do A B C and you'll have it. Um, I don't know what else. Uh, the 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 biggest thing when you're a kid, right, is is the school. So going back to, to the school system. Oh, okay, here we go. I, I remember one. So the one of the biggest ones was like um, food being offered at the school. Like prior to that, um, I had never seen or heard of anything like it because You're the schools United where States? I would go. Um, no, the schools in, in DR, they don't offer food. Okay. They the so I, I wanna talk to you with like facts, but I know I wanna tell you sometime after two thousand nine or something along those years is when um private like the government started to offer um breakfast for um public schools. Oh, okay. But prior to that, like, you, you, 
no one, not even private or public schools, would offer food at the schools. So that's okay. that's one. Um, how big the schools were too. Like to me, I was like, why is the school so big? <laughs> like, why do, you, why do you need all these classrooms? Like, what is going on? So I feel like again, like the school system here and like just the overall structure of the country was like the biggest shocker to me. Mm. So yeah. Okay. Um, and we'll finish up with this. What do you miss most about DR? All right. I took some notes for this one too. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. Oh my god, do I lose my notes? Oh no. So okay, I think I remember. Um yes, yeah, so the biggest what do I miss the most? I want to tell you the the people, um, the way of living, like the generosity and like how like genuinely happy people are with just being um and being in the sense of like you can people over there like they might not have I don't know. They they might only eat once a day, but that doesn't um, take them to a place of like darkness where they're like, oh my God, I don't have anything to eat. Um, like to me, people over there see the good in life, regardless of how messed up their life can be at the moment. Um, mm. And that's like the, the biggest takeaway of, of everything I feel like we as Dominicans, like we choose to see the good in others and we choose to to have a positive mindset regardless of anything negative that's happening around us. I feel like that's almost like our shield, like, okay, the world is like crumbling down, but it is what it is. What are well, we gonna we're gonna have a party? Let's um let's have a, a cerveza because you know, like we don't know if this is gonna be our last one. Yeah. <laughs> so that mindset of like there's always something better out there and like fighting for that and like searching for it and like going after that is what I feel um is what I miss the most, you know? How like um positive and like eager to to do more and be better people are over there. So mm -hmm. that was beautiful. Yeah, I know like people are happier with less yeah. over there. A hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to thank you so much for being my first guest. My goodness. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. When are we doing this again? Oh, whenever you want to come back. We I can love it. This is so cool. <laughs> Well, I know, like, in the beginning, it was, like, all messed up and everything, but I'm glad that we, I was able to figure it out and actually record the episode. We sounded like, like, two customer service reps, like, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Like, oh, my God, what is happening? I can hear you. Exactly. Oh, man. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experiences. And, yes, I definitely want to have you back and do this again. Of course. Thank you for having me. Can't wait. Uh, 
All right. You have a great rest of your night. All right. You too. Bye. Bye.